Sorry about the screw up, everybody. Hey, guys. <laughs> Basin Sports is back. We had a uh, equipment malfunction last time when we posted number nine, I believe it was. Yeah, it was I'm number nine, sure. talking through a tunnel. Um, it was a power cord issue. Uh, we got it resolved. Uh, so we're going to revisit some of those topics, those topics because we were informed by some of our listeners that uh, they couldn't hear it, and there is some type of whistle. You guys sound like shit. Well, that's... <laughs> They use stronger language than that. The guys, the guys that contacted me said, "What the? Where were you guys broadcasting from?" Yeah, and I said, "Same place, right in the studio." Yep, that's what happens when a, a cord goes bad, but the rest of your podcast is working. It sounds good through your headphones, but then when you play it back, and of yikes. course we had no idea until we were told. So yeah, apologies yeah. to everybody. Sorry but, about that. Uh, to to start with some of the topics we did last time, you couldn't hear. I'm going to let you explain what a horrible organization your pirates are and why you think they screwed up the I, entire Clint Hurdle firing. So you go first. Well, now that we know, you know, we're a couple of days after that podcast, we, we know Hurdle got fired. And my, my point was, was that it was a god-awful way that they went about doing it. It was the Sunday, the last Sunday of the season, last game of the season at home, and they're honoring Steve Blass. And who is pretty much a Pittsburgh icon. He is a Pittsburgh icon. And uh, before the game, they decide to fire Hurdle. However, and, before you continue, they yeah. let him do the pregame press interview. conference. Yeah, pregame press conference, interview at the press. Everything yeah. seemed both hunky and dory. Yeah, everything's normal. And then they let him go. And it overshadowed a day that was supposed to be all about Steve Blass. It absolutely did. And it just shows you what the pirate upper management, which, by the way, are the, the, the people that were not let go, was Neil Huntington, right. the general manager. Right. So, good luck. And Frank Coonley, the team they might president. As, they, might, they might as well hire me as a manager, because if I got to make a lineup over the guys that are on that roster, good luck. There's right. nobody could win with them. Casey no. Stengel's not winning with them. Billy Martin's not winning with them. Tony La Russa, Jim Leland, what the hell? Bring him back. What's he, 92? <laughs> Who cares? Uh, it's, uh, again... You you guys, for, for people out there that may be listening for the first time, we have a, a Pittsburgh fan in all sports, and I am not a Pittsburgh fan in any sport, actually. I'm a Phillies fan, and I'm going to tell you right now, Pittsburgh is a classless organization. Uh, thank the you. way they handled that mm -hmm. is ridiculous. Yep. Uh, now, I did hear since we did the last broadcast that they told, they told Hurdle after the pregame press conference he was going to be fired and he he said well i'm not managing tonight then and i don't blame him no how why would you <laughs> why would you why would you do that why would you put yourself through that but it just it goes to show you so they got rid of Searage, the pitching coach since then uh, a couple other bench coaches tom prince i believe was fired um however the general manager who hasn't made a good trade um since boy i can't remember the last time they made a good trade who was the last good trade that that worked out I, well, Dickerson. So well and they got brian reynolds in the in the okay in the, in the mccutcheon but that was deal. a minor so league that, trade right well it was in, in the mccutcheon and mccutcheon deal. was going anyway yeah he was leaving so i i thought that that was a good acquisition but it's been you know the exception rather than the rule as far as as far as trades i think i think a larger wart a bigger problem is their issue with developing talent, with drafting and developing talent. They're horrible drafting. Yeah. And also, now that the baseball playoffs has begun, mm -hmm. do you know that like three Pittsburgh starting pitchers are, are starting for their opposing teams? Yep. Charlie Morton went out and looked awesome. Um, Garrett Cole will be pitching. Yeah. Glass now Glass pitched now. last night. He pitched and last he got night. the loss, but he I took think, the loss. I think he was scoreless through four, he five. Went through four, he gave up two runs. They took him out after four and two thirds. But he was he was how many pitches he, he, he was to? he was uh, he was pitching against Verlander, right? And Verlander was just lights out, and it was seven nothing, innings. nothing. So um, through four, yeah. So um, as as far as Glass now uh, threw seventy six pitches. So why uh, they took him out, I don't know. Maybe they were trying to get a pinch hitter to well, get to actually, Verlander. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He was. How many strikeouts? Yeah, do you yeah he was four and a third. He had five strikeouts. Yeah, so gave up again. Gave up four hits, two runs, both earned a home run and five strikeouts. All right, so this is a guy that Pittsburgh actually moved to the bullpen at one point. Right. Um, Ray Searage, who was the pitcher whisperer for a couple years, 
right? Because everyone Pulling thought stuff they were off the trash heap. Yeah, and and making them ground ball pitchers. Well, a, according to multiple outlets, Pittsburgh wanted their pitchers to not strike people out because their pitch count went pitch, up. They want them to pitch, pitch the to contact, contact, right? Ground right. balls and stuff. Well, right. that, look how that's worked. Oh, Derek Cole, Charlie Martin, or Charlie Morton. All the guys that have left are better. Right. Uh, Austin Meadows, who is also one of the ones that they dealt in the Chris Archer trade. Right. With um, the pitcher. Uh, we just talked about him. Yeah, with Glasnow. Okay. Yeah. Those two were named player and pitcher of the month, respectively, for the last month of the season. Right. Um, good ball Good ball players. And Met- I'm not saying I, I remember when at the time they made that trade, Pittsburgh was in the hunt. Right. That was two years ago, I believe. So they were For in the Archer, hunt. that was last year. Yeah, two that two seasons last, ago. Uh, now. Yeah, well, two seasons last two seasons ago. Yeah. So uh, I think there were a lot of people in Pittsburgh that would have been bitching if they didn't try again, they'd have been saying once again, we're in it and did nothing. But what they gave up. Well, for I get it, but Chris Archer was the number one choice of all Deadline but pitcher. You, but you could tell that Meadows was not high on their list. They didn't play him. I was just going to say that. Meadows sure they didn't was play great. Him. He's fast, yeah. good outfielder, yeah. he, and then he's learning to hit major league pitching. He hit a couple home they runs. Still, Hurdle put him on the bench. They were still hanging their hopes on Gregory Polanco actually becoming a major league baseball player. They still are. Uh, he, but the yeah. Newsflash, he's still on the roster. Yeah. So what that do you have bad, going into the next year choice. now? Go ahead. You know, give up Polanco. Give up Polanco at that point. Get, well, listen yeah. – um, you're now the new coach of Pittsburgh. Congratulations. Yeah. Why? You got Reynolds. You got Bell for a half a year. Right. Right. He's no. He's always good for one good year, or a couple months out of the season. Right. And he never plays a full year ever, statistical wise. You got uh, Reynolds. What's the other guy? Uh, the two rookies this year that were battling out for the uh, batting crown. You have Reynolds. And, oh yeah, yeah. Um, um, I just lost right out of my mind. <laughs> um, we'll get it to you here in a second, but you literally have maybe three good players, three deep major league players to work with this off season. Right. Maybe two and a half. Cause right. I'm not counting Polanco. Right. Um, just trying to think Diaz is going to be your catcher who can hit, but he has more pass balls than, than I did. And I was a shortstop. Right. Um, go around the horn. I, I don't, it's, there's just there's nothing to work with. Some people like Moran. He's good. He's okay. Right. I like Moran. He is a serviceable major leaguer. I don't think he should be playing for 155 games a year. At the end of the at the end of the of the season, here's what you had. So uh, aside from pitchers. So this these are this were these are the players that were on Go the ahead, roster. Name them, and I'm going to grade. So him. Josh Bell, uh, B, B minus. Yeah, half a year. Yeah, Adam Frazier, B C, B minus C. Eric Gonzalez, whatever F. Uh, Corbin Joseph. That's funny. I don't even know him. <laughs> Young Ho Gong. Young Ho Gong. Uh, yeah, uh, he's gone now. He's gone. By the way, Kevin Kramer. Again, uh, gone. Colin Moran. Okay. Uh, C. Kevin Newman. Newman was B. the other one. Newman was the other one. Yes, you're it. talking about. Yeah. B. Jose Osuna. I like Osuna. He doesn't play enough, and for God's sakes, get him out of right field. Cole Tucker. Uh, potential, uh, but a C, C minus okay. because he couldn't hit his way out of a paper bag, but he's good defensively and he's fast. Melky Cabrera. Yeah. He's 70. Yep. Uh, Sterling Marte, probably one of his better years. Okay. I yeah. forgot about him. Yeah. Uh, he's a B player. He absolutely is a B player. Um, I, when I'm saying B, I'm going to say all stars are A's. Um, I think Marte, again, he's always good for a half. Right. He's slow starting or he's slow finishing. He always gets hurt. But I honestly think he's gone. They're going to get rid of him to get some more players this offseason. Um, Jason Martin is a rookie. Um, <laughs> okay. Gregory, we just talked about yeah. Polanco. Uh, Pablo Reyes uh, and Brian Reynolds. Good. B. Yeah. Um, couple of good players. So, now, I, that's not even the pitching staff. Okay. Their best pitcher is going to jail right. for having sex with a 13-year-old girl. Right. 13 or 14. Um, he's in jail. He's going to be going to prison. Their starting lineup, we already know that uh, their ace, their supposed ace, is out for another year because of surgery right. for a second time. Right. Uh, what do we got after? I mean, Tyon, Tyon's had terrible, like, health This issues. is his second. Right, but he's out again job. next year yeah, already. Yeah. So he's gone. So that 
So go ahead, read who's the other starting pitchers. Who's going to be? Well, let me let me ask this: Who is going to be their um, their closer? Is it going to be Kella? Uh, maybe, but Pittsburgh never has trouble finding closers. Right. Never. Right. Well, they go back. They got Melanson. They got a few other guys that, if you go back, they've always, always had a good closer, which is ridiculous because they never have the lead. So you have um, Archer. Yep. Um, okay, Archer should be the way he's throwing the ball, a number three pitcher. Stephen Brault. I like Brault more than most people do. Um, I would say, but he's also a number three okay. in, your, if, in a good rotation. Um, you've got Crick. Uh, he's a, uh, he's, he's a, a bullpen a, guy. Bullpen guy. I like um, him. Let me see who else. The righty. Da, da, da. Um, he threw a lot of oh, inches. Yeah, yeah. Um, Williams. Uh, and and Williams, I'll give a C. He's a, he's a number three in a Trevor, rotation. Trevor Williams. Maybe a yeah. four in a good rotation. Yeah. Because yeah. he's inconsistent. Yeah. And you're still missing one. So um, Joe Musgrove. That's it. Musgrove. Yeah. And I would say Musgrove is a three or a four. Okay. So their entire starting they don't, four. They don't, they, don't have have, a, they don't have five. They don't have an ace. Um, they don't have a starting. They don't have. Well, a they didn't have an ace last. Year. They don't have a number one starter. They haven't had an ace since Cole left. Um, but their rotation—they have four pitchers. You just pitch that they're going to count on to pitch next year already. Right. And they have no number, no one, no number two, and it's because the general manager is horrible at drafting. Right. Absolutely horrible at drafting, and they have—they don't spend money to bring in free agents that are any good. And when they do draft. They don't bring people up right away because they want to that preserve extra year years. of control. They well, I get that, that but when's the last guy you wanted to have an extra year of? Right. When's the last guy that was McCutcheon? I remember when there was Alvarez. Some, yeah, it, it was. I, I now I know like Gregory Polanco certainly has not panned out very well, but I remember back when Pol- they brought Polanco up. You know, and and he came up when he first came up. He played really really well like for, he came up for like three or four games played really well hit the snot out of the ball um and they sent him back down and i would respect neil huntington more oh, if he would every if gm he, if he'd stand up there and say yeah you know what we wanted that extra year of control so we couldn't have him up here that Listen, long everybody but, every gm in baseball lies about it and he gives it he gives you that line of bullshit like um, we need him to work on his angles a little bit more. <laughs> okay. J- yeah. Why don't you just come out and say you want that, that year of control? Well, and no GM will say it. No. But everyone in baseball, the announcers, the uh, the beat writers, everybody that follows Major League Baseball that knows anything about it knows that's why. So now we have going into, you know, we're, now we're in the off season for the Pirates. So Ray Searage gets fired, which I called. Uh, Tom oh, I Prince, believe I called it last week. Yeah, we, we were both saying he was gone. <laughs> and I actually thought he I was thought, gone. I thought, I thought they would actually keep Hurdle on fire, Searage. So I was batting 500 uh, I there. was out. I said um, get rid of the whole bat. But I also said they were going to get rid of Huntington. Were you surprised they got rid of Prince? Because he, yes. he, was, he was somebody his name came up I as far as I thought he might managing. be the new manager. Yeah. But so I, I. here's what I'm guessing. They went to Tom Prince and said, listen, um, do you want to be the manager? And he went, hell no. <laughs> so they because said, it's my first fired. manager's job. Right. You want to win 45 games as a manager? Who's going to hire you the second time? Who are you going to get? You need to get, who is the AAA manager? Or the Altoona manager? I don't remember right. who the AAA guy was last year, but why not give him a shot? Who cares? What's right. he going to do? First of all, I think baseball is the least amount of importance on a coach of any sport. Right. The, if the, your pitcher goes out and throws seven, eight innings, a two-hit ball, and you score four or five runs a game, what do you do as a manager? The manager of the Indianapolis Indians, the AAA affiliate of the Pirates, is Brian Esposito. Okay. That's, that's so, who that is. And or the kid from Altoona. Right. Which I think they got rid of and everybody hated. I think they just fired their Altoona coach. Okay. Um, and everybody loved him. Everybody in the organization loved him. But – who are you bringing in? Tell me, tell me someone that wants to manage. You going to go get Tony La Russa out of retirement? Yeah. Why? What do you think? Jim, batting the pitcher eighth is going to make a difference from finishing dead last and Jim 40 Leland, games out of first Jim base? Leland, baby. Um, <laughs> you you might as well hire me. Just fire. I can make a lineup. Here's your lineup. You, you want to know how to do a major league lineup? But really, let let me ask you a question though. Except for maybe a few that I could count on one hand. How many managers really have that kind of impact? 
None. That's what I'm saying. You might as well hire me, and I'm open. I'll give you my resume. Here's here's how you make a lineup. Your leadoff hitter's got to hit between 275 and 325 and be fast. Right. Your second guy's got to make a lot of contact and can bunt. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect number two. Boy, there's a lot. Hit behind start. a runner, a right? Nobody start. does it anymore. Nobody does it. Uh, three, four, five, and six got to hit 20 home runs or more. Preferably a couple that hit 30. Right. That's because that, that's today's game. Right. Today's game. Seven, eight, nine. I'd like to have. Uh, I'd like to hit some. You know, whoever. Go look at any. Mate, go look at the playoff. Other than Houston and uh, maybe Minnesota, some of the other big team, the Dodgers. Seven, eight, nine are guys that hit below 240. Right. They, they're no good. Right. They're 240 these days. Who cares? You need six players. And the more speed, the better. Who's going to want to come here and manage them, though? Not me. In all honesty. I'm in. <laughs> in, uh, all, in, in all honesty. Leave a message I mean, on the page. I can so, manage this club, and with the same team you rolled out there this year, I can win as many games as Clint Hurdle. I think the fact that you had Jason Kendall come out ju- yelling and screaming and jumping up in the air saying, I want to manage is a microcosm and showing you what a joke this organization not is. Not only that, but he's not even retired officially. Well, and, <laughs> and you, you've got him. I don't I don't see John Wayner as much of a joke. I actually think John Wayner is a pretty smart baseball guy. As long as he comes but, out of the booth, I'm for it. But, you know, there's there's got to be some better candidates out there that are actually uh, And again, you can say people. that, and I'm not disagreeing, but I don't think it matters. It probably does. Who cares? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's our Pittsburgh so, so Pirates the, update. The, the, um, and the baseball playoffs are underway. They are. Uh, since last night. Last Verlander night. looked like Verlander. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Charlie the, Morton looked good. The Yankees put up a 10 spot against the Twins. So the Twins always go so far. They'll have one of the best records, and the Yankees will just well, sweep they've them They've got a bad draw games. right there. I mean, they had, what, four teams in the American League, one over 100? Right. Oh, yikes. Yeah. And Minnesota didn't hit 14 home runs like they usually do. I mean, they're, them and the Yankees were tied for the most home runs. And then you have the... Um, I'm still not... I still don't think that the Yankees are a lock to win that series with their pitching. We'll see. Minnesota um, can bash. They didn't They didn't yesterday. Atlanta and the Cardinals are good series. a game apiece. That's going to be Atlanta's a really good Atlanta's a better series. team. Yep. Um, but the Cardinals just play baseball. Yeah. They just play baseball. Nationals evened up that series... Uh, Last night with the Dodgers, a game apiece with a 4-2 win. Max yep. Scherzer coming out of the bullpen to pitch an inning, uh, um, struck out the side. Again, um, the one team that can beat the Dodgers might be the Nationals because of their pitching. Because of their pitching. That's yeah, it. yeah. Um, Strasburg, uh, Strasburg got the win, I believe. Strasburg was. Mistaken, did you watch any of Strasburg's changeup? <laughs> it looks like a screwball. It's just sick. It, it actually looks like a screwball to lefties because it comes in, and not only is it. He's, is you have to you have to gear up for ninety six fastball. Yeah. His changeup's like eighty six, and it tails away from lefties and into righties. His line was six innings pitched, three hits, one run. And it was earned ten strikeouts, no walks. He is a perfect example of someone that's been in the league a long time has become a pitcher. Right, not a guy that throws ninety eight every pitch. Right, right. Uh, we all know that doesn't work in the major leagues. His changeup, he can throw actually throw it around the plate now. Used to bounce six feet in front of the plate. And he'd get you with a curveball. He never, he hardly throws curveballs anymore. Right. Um, but I love playoff baseball. Yeah. I, I think the season's too long, and I think this, I think it should be two weeks shorter. Whether they start it two weeks earlier and start it, you know, beginning of April, whatever, I don't care. Right. But getting into October, I, I hate the World Series where let's just say it's the Yankees are in the World Series and it's snowing for the first two games. <laughs> you don't know. It could snow every game. It's right. That's it's, it's stupid. Well, um, this one of the weird things that fascinates me about this year's playoffs is that dude down in Houston or whoever he was put a three million dollar bet on the Astros winning the World Series. Yeah, Yeah. I was like, I'm I'm really curious now to. But here's what I don't. That's fine. You got a lot of money. You can blow three. Right. They won a hundred. They're the favorites. Right. They won a hundred and some. The odds. The odds should not have been that great. So he bet three to win seven. Yeah. So he's making a million. He risked three to make one. Right. Seriously? <laughs> now, that guy is not someone I want betting advice from. Well, maybe he just has a bunch of, like, screw I you get, money. But then again, I guess if you <laughs> if can go to it. bed, you wake up with an extra million in your account. It's not a bad like, thing. Oh, well, I got a, we, we had a good day. I made an extra three million bucks. I'll just go throw it on the Astros to win yeah. the World Series. You know, it's either Verlander or Cole pitching. Right, right. Because you know these these series, as they get going, they, they're they're going to bring them in. It comes down to a game seven. They're both available for an inning, whether they pitch the day before or not. Who gives a shit? Right. 
So actually, um, so today, uh, there's only two games, uh, and they're both in the American League. So we have the, the Twins and the Yankees game two, uh, Dobnuck's pitching for uh, Minnesota against Tanaka, and the Rays and the Astros, Snell for Tampa Bay, and, of course, another Pirate, Garrett Cole. Uh, pitching for the pitching for the Astros. That's a good pitching matchup. Yeah, twenty. So here's here's Cole's record for the year: twenty and five, two point five zero ERA. Yeah, not bad, huh? Not He's going to win the Cy. He could if it weren't for Verlander, he yeah, might be a shoe in for, for the, the Cy, Cy Young. Young. Yeah, absolutely. But Pittsburgh didn't want him striking people out. No, no, that's something he's really, really good at. Like really yeah, good. He at. He can't have you have you throw because he'll throw a hundred pitches in six innings as opposed to seven. Right. But it'll also have 45 strikeouts. Right. No, we can't have that. No. no. Yeah, that's too many pitches. <laughs> Maybe because their bullpen blows, and they were afraid if he, even if he did strike out 75 people in six innings, they'd lose a game later anyway. Well, you want to shift gears to football? Yeah, um, let's just let's go back to the Steelers' win over uh, the Bengals over the because Bengals, right. both teams are winless, and we did touch on that last week. Yeah, yeah. And, um, um, you know, it wasn't – you can you it was can high school football. You can write it up as unimpressive. You could talk about um, you know Mason Rudolph's performance that they he really didn't throw Three the ball downfield, but he did like the Tom Brady version. You know, uh, well of, he did. But I think what we said last week was is because Cincinnati didn't stop it. No, if they you're didn't dumping stop it, it down to the running back for seven yards a play, why, yeah, why change? Why change? Right, right. I mean, most of the time we're bitching that it's working, and the the minds in the NFL change it. Right. They're right. running for nine yards a carry, then they come out and throw it. That's three what times. I don't. I never understood that. They I mean, do it I've all seen time. games. You know, they're chunking off six, seven yards a carry. They can't stop no matter who the running back is. Yep. They can't stop it, and then they decide to throw Let's one. Let's do a play gets, action and pass, gets, and it gets picked <laughs> off or sacked know? and right. fumbled or something. Right, right. So yeah, the I mean the Bengals are horrible. I mean they're, they are they're, horrible. They're just they're bad. Um, Maybe Marvin Lewis was better than we thought. Because I thought he should have been fired five years well, ago, and if I think and if he wasn't a black coach, I think he would have been fired three years ago. Well, AJ Green, AJ Green is isn't playing, so that's one thing. You take one thread off the field, and I Listen. think and, and and say what you want about Antonio Brown, I think that that you know trying to get Juju in as a, as a number one. That's it's fine. A, it's but he's. I predicted he this. Might, what I tell not, you before right. the season, he may not be a number one. He is a number one. But what did I tell you? They have when they double team him, right? They don't have anybody to step. up. They don't up. have anybody to step up. No, and James he, James he Washington has all of a sudden disappeared in the preseason, like last year. He looked tremendous in the preseason, and then all of a sudden he's gone. And they they're not worried about the backup quarterback chucking and ducking, right? Um. They double-teamed Juju. I said it to begin. I said it when we did our fantasy podcast. Everyone was high on Juju, number one first-round pick. Mm -hmm. He's not going to be open. Mm -hmm. And even if A.J. Green played, the right. offensive line for Cincinnati, A.J. Green can't do more than a five-yard slant right? because the quarterback sacked every time. Right. It's a horrible organization. Right. Um, horrible football team. But as far as the Pittsburgh Steelers go, it was a high school offense running a Wildcat. I think last week I said what I liked about the Wildcat that you never see is I think Samuels threw the ball three times. Yeah, yeah, kind of like those little pitch throws. Yeah, or whatever, whoever. But but he handles the ball really well. We talked about that. He handles the ball really, really well. He's got good hands. Defense looked good. great. Yeah. But yeah. again, it was Cincinnati. Right. Um, so you're a Steeler fan, and I'm not, but my prediction for this week, do you really think they have a chance against Baltimore? I you there's always a chance, but I okay, still I, I no would chance. still I would still be I'd still be picking the Ravens to win. Um, I say no chance. Okay, I, I mean it's look zero. <laughs> I'll always go back to that time the the inaugural year of the Houston Texans. They came in here and beat the Steelers, and like the 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 yardage differential was four hundred and fifteen to seventy four, and they still won the game. <laughs> yeah. So uh, That's there's true. there's never like a no chance. But, right, they uh, could have five turnovers. Right, right, but you know. I, I think the Ravens right now, the way they're constructed and and the way they're playing, they're, they're just, giving they're up just a lot a, of rushing yards. They're a better team now. Yeah, if the Steelers can establish the run and keep the ball out of Jackson's hands, okay, I agree. You, that, you give yourself has a better to be the game plan, right? Yeah, yeah. Steelers' offensive because, well, line is. Well, I'll horrible. tell you what, the Browns ran all over Baltimore. Yeah, and the Steelers' offensive over. line is still horrible. I don't know what's going. I don't unless, get it. unless it's Munchak. Unless Maybe. it's Munchak being gone. But I don't think Munchak in the, during the week I think is good. Good good 
coach, but I don't think the offensive line coach does much during the game. There was some discussion about um, there, there's been some discussion about Munchak being gone, but there's also been some discussion about Munchak was more involved in the offense than what you would think. Like, okay. because, because he's, you know, he is a former head coach. He's got some really, really good ideas as far as like play design and, and I can play see calling. That. So I, I think he had some influence during the week as far as structuring a game plan. Um, Randy Feekner is not impressing me. Well, I, you know what? You I don't know. think he's any worse than Villanueva, who's been your best lineman. He guy's a mountain. No, I mean, I, I, yeah, I wish, I wish the Steeler offensive coordinator would, I, I wish Feekner would like expand some things a bit, you know. But he, he became very in that San Francisco game became predictable, and all the 49ers were doing was putting eight nine guys in the box. They're all going to do it and just daring you. Go ahead, you know. They're so, double teaming Juju and putting eight in the box. Right, right. And they're going to do that every game until yeah. you start. That leaves the ball you one on one because on you got slot the, receiver the, the Bengals are just bad. The Bengals are just awful. So, but a win's a win in right. the NFL. And what are they? A game out. They it are might be a, a game and a half, <clears throat> two games out. It's either one or two. I don't remember. They are one game out. So in reality, if they do pull off a win, they could could easily be tied for first place. That's <laughs> it. That's right. North. That's right. So because the Browns have to play the 49ers. Who are no joke. They're not a joke. Um, and They're my pick beginning of the year. Remember, I told you my sleeper you going, was the Niners. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo. So after after four games this year, what's your what's your Super Bowl look like if you had to, New England? You, okay. Although the, what a horrible game they played they against played Buffalo. Terrible. They're lucky to walk out with. But that they one. still won. Right. My God, that's right. why they're good. Right. Their defense is underrated. And after after the head coach of the Bills had to like kick two of the staff members off the field during Bills warmups because they were standing there on the Bills sidelines like yeah. watching warmups. One was, was and one of them was Belichick's, Belichick's son. son right? Yeah. Um, and the NFC I think is pretty much wide open. I, I I think New England, Kansas City, as long as no quarterback goes down, is right. going to be the AFC championship. Right. Right. Um, in in the NFC. I, I'm going to tell you something. This Bears defense looks like the Buddy Ryan Bears defense. They are mm -hmm. so good. They're good. If they can figure out how to score 20 points a game, mm -hmm. who's beating them? Well, Trubisky injured his left shoulder, mm -hmm. so not his throwing shoulder. And he's so still he's out. Be, he's, is he going to be out for this week? I think he was doubtful. Okay. Listed as doubtful. But 20 points. Right. Dude, I, you get three field goals, a touchdown, that's 16. Right. Find a way for the defense. That defense might score every week. Right. That is the best, most aggressive defense I've seen in a long time. Right. Um, they look like the old Ravens defense when they had Ray Lewis, and they just put pressure. They could get four. They could get pressure with their front four, and then right. their linebackers and everybody else just all over the field. Khalil Mack is just a. He's a beast. He's just a beast. And you know what? He plays Oakland this week. Okay. So hello. He's, yeah. He's. He's motivated. So the only thing I can say that's going to happen here is he's either going to kill four people <laughs> or he's going to get thrown out for targeting in the first three plays because well, he's going to be pumped up. Perfect. Well, Perfect. Uh, took care right. of the suspension right, for so let's, Oakland. Let's, let's segue real quick because <laughs> okay. you know how I love Roger Goodell. You, yep. The, that, one he's, of my he's one of your favorite favorite. Let's go back real time. quick because we mentioned this last week too. And here, here's what I want to say. Um, get ready for the playback audio here. All right. Play the five or six second clip mm -hmm. of Roger Goodell reacting to a black football player calling a white GM a cracker. Ready? Here we go. And here's the highlight. Crickets. Mm -hmm. We didn't there is no highlight. He didn't mm -hmm. say a thing. Right. Now play the clip of Roger Goodell about Burf exit. They said they came out and suspended him for the rest of the year. Right. Here we go. Ready? Everybody listen to this clip from the, the goddess, the god of football, the big commissioner, the best commissioner of all time. Here we go. Ready? Listen to the clip, what he said about that hit. Crickets. Nothing. He is the biggest piece of shit in sports <laughs> history. Right. And he's making $40 million. He's done nothing. Nothing. Mm -hmm. He said nothing when they kneeled. Whether you're for kneel, against the kneel, whether you thought it's great, whether you don't like it, say something. Right. You're the commissioner. They lost viewers over that. 
Cash, baby. Cash, baby. It's all money. It's all about the Benjamins. So, uh, uh, NFL, I'm telling you right now, is unwatchable. Between the penalties, did you happen to look at the worst roughing the passer penalty in maybe five years against the Seattle Rams game on Thursday night? (laughs) Thursday night. Okay. Matthews comes in on Mm -hmm. third and 10. Wilson scrambles to his right. Matthews comes in and hits him with his shoulder Uh to William, to uh, Wilson's Wilson's shoulder. shoulder. Mm -hmm. Play goes incomplete. He knocks him down, and there's a flag. Shoulder to shoulder. Now, you're telling me you can review pass interference whether he grabbed him or not, which they do, and they won't change whatever the refs say anyway. Right. Even if you mug him and take his wallet. (laughs) But you can't review that game-changing penalty. That was on the drive that they scored and took the lead. Right. Now, yes, the Rams had a chance. I, I get all that. Don't tell me, well, it didn't decide the game. Yes, it did. Because it was they were punting back to the Rams. Yeah. It would have been fourth and ten. And it's not that that hit was egregiously late. <laughs> it was right it was after right he threw right it. You know the how ball was Wilson gone. holds on to the ball forever. What is he supposed to do? Just stand in front of him and yeah. let him throw it? Trying to stop Again, your momentum. The NFL yeah. has become unwatchable. Right. It's, it's horrible. Uh, I used to play my plan my weekends about what games I wanted to watch. Mm-hmm. Saturday would be but Penn State. I like Penn State. If Penn State's on at noon, don't bother me. I'm not going anywhere until the Penn State game's over. Right. Then, you know, there's usually a good game on it late at night. Right. Uh, I used to like to watch the NFL in the man cave from 1 o'clock till bedtime. Right. Just getting fat and happy, eating whatever I wanted to and have a beer and let me alone. Don't talk to me. No, shut the phone off. Right. I don't even watch it anymore. Right. I go to the Red Zone channel because they don't show bullshit plays like that. They don't show all the There's penalties no commercials. That you, no. you see throughout a game. If they ought to eliminate the punt return. Right. Because there's a holding or a block in the back, which you know infuriates me because nobody knows the front of a person from the back. Apparently, when you have a helmet on, you can't tell if it's the front face or the back of the helmet because people block in the back. Every play. Every play. Here, here's what you got to do. No more punt returns. Just punt it. You get it wherever the ball goes out of bounds or ends up. There you go. No more penalties. If you're the coach and you're and you're getting a punt return, you're running out to your own 15 or 20, mm-hmm. uh, back it up 10. Yeah. Half the distance to the goal, back it inside your five. <laughs> every play. I tell the guy, run off the field. Yeah. As soon as they punt it, run off the field, everybody. But let even, it go wherever even, the hell even, it goes. Even if you let the ball go. There's still penalties. That's sometimes. what I'm saying. Yeah, run yeah, off the field. Just, just snap it, get it off, and all eleven everybody, guys. Everybody, run, run off the, the field. Yeah, go. Mark, just let them. Just it. let them go. Just or, let, or let, let them run past you. Don't put anybody back. Yeah. Try to block everyone. Yeah. I have no guy back. Block everyone. But when you do that, this is one of the things that infuriates me sometimes. Is when your your team will be, you know, there there they are. Your the opponent is at fourth and twenty two. And you go for a block punt, and the guy misses and just crushes the punter, and now they got a first down. Well, that's a you know. stupid player. Right. That's right. Just, is what it is. Right. Because um, you're supposed to be trying to go across Well, you're supposed to go to where the ball is going to be at his foot. Right. These guys jump at his knee. <laughs> so he the ball, they don't touch it, and the guy's broken leg. Right. Like in the Penn State game. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So I, uh, watching an NFL game is so infuriating because, to me, they're ruining the sport that I enjoyed. Like I, I look forward to football on Sundays. Right. And I don't anymore. Like I literally, I, I would rather go play golf. I don't enjoy, I don't enjoy NFL anymore. No, no college. That's I why love. in Pennsylvania, I was like really, really rooting for them to allow Sunday hunting. Yeah. You can get another one hunt. You know, I, I, I'd rather be out in the woods. Uh, speaking of which watching. archery season today. Yeah. Archery season you this morning. Yeah. I saw seven, seven doe. Um, you know, nothing no, bagged. no horns, nothing bagged. But right. what was really interesting, what like um, for all you hunters out there, this is our hunting segment. Boring the crap out of everybody, but um, perfect morning. You know, it, we finally had a cold front come through. It's about forty-one degrees, and I got up in my stand, and all of a sudden, it was around eight o'clock. The wind just came roaring through that's good they can't hear you they can smell you but they can't hear you the thing is when you're when you're deer hunting and the wind gets high and it's swirling deer stop moving because they they also could affect your arrow yeah it could so you're you know they i'm watching two deer out in the field in front of me and that wind kicked up and you could see their reaction 
they just stopped. You know, and they're looking all around, and they're they probably caught a, a I whiff smelled of me. something. They caught a whiff of me, and 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 so they left. They eventually left, but then there was like a young fawn with them, and and fawns are fun to watch because they're very playful. So this little guy they don't was get like, the hole. He's running. He's running around like a a a, a one hundred yard circle around my stand, just flying, just running. <laughs> So uh, then I got down and I, I had seen, like I said, I saw five others um, at varying distances. You know, if any of them were worth shooting, I could have probably shot four of them. Yeah. But, um, you know, it was a fun morning. It was a nice morning, but the, the wind kind of screwed us. Beautiful day today in Pittsburgh. Um, mid 50s, probably. Yeah, sunny. about mid, sunny mid 50s. Uh, uh, just a beautiful I'd fall like the, day. I'd like the wind to die down here for my afternoon hunt. So we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. Today's a perfect day to if you have a TV outside on the deck uh, or, you know, a patio, a covered patio. Perfect day to watch some college football outside. Yep. With your favorite beverage, whether it be a soda, a beer, wine, whatever, uh, mixed drink, and just put a sweatshirt on. And watch, watch TV football. outside. Watch football. Be yeah. out there with uh, one of my favorite things. Well, you know, we've got. Uh, we were just talking about how <clears throat> how much we like college football better. We got a big college football Saturday coming up here and kicking off in about eight minutes. As a matter of fact, but not a lot of good games on it early. No, I mean Penn State's going to walk all over Purdue. Well, um, they're supposed to, but honestly, if I was a bet, if I was betting it, I'd take the points. It's twenty eight. Twenty eight and a half. I think twenty eight and a half. Okay. I think they're. I think everyone. I think it started at thirty one. All right, so um, so you must have had a lot of uh, a, a lot of action on, uh, you know, if the, Purdue. If the, if on Purdue at that point. They were so taking they the points. Down, right. Yeah. So then you got um, uh, tonight uh, local local college. So tonight you've got um, uh, Pitt is going to Duke, which is going to be a tough game after watching what Duke did to Virginia Tech. Um, there was a there were there were some really good articles that I read about this game uh, coming up. I think one of the things that might <clears throat> maybe kind of tarnished Pitt's win over UCF was UCF going down to Cincinnati last night. Um, beat in again. Cincinnati, they got beat again. They got beat by three in Cincinnati. Um, so that probably takes a little bit of the shine off of Pitt's it win. It does a little UCF, bit, but, but you still beat them a ranked team. Yeah, you still beat a ranked team at that point. Um, Pitt but always I'm, comes I'm sure, up with a couple good wins. A I'm year. sure UCF won't be ranked after this week. I wouldn't surprise me. No, they me probably would fall out of the top 20. Right. But every right. year, Pitt, whether they win three games, seven games, or nine games, they always beat someone. Right. Ranked. Right. Every year. Yeah. They knocked off Clemson one year. Um, I think, who would they beat? They, didn't, they beat somebody two years ago that was in the top. Oh, that was Miami. Miami. That's it. Mm-hmm. They beat Miami. Um, now, today, now, I will say something for the betting public, you know, since it's legal now most everywhere. Right. I don't understand the Auburn spread today. Auburn is getting two, I believe, at Florida. At and Florida. Florida has their backup quarterback. Yeah. Um and again you, you would take you'd you take think Auburn. I would bet the house on Auburn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't, but I would. Right. Uh, I will put something on it. Um but there's a reason the bookies only have the spread at two and a half. Right. There, there's something we don't know. I think the bookies are time travelers, and they already know the outcomes of the games. <laughs> Boy, the they, Thursday they, they night like games, the Rams on. lost by a point. The spread was one and a half. Right. How many NFL uh, games you see end up with one? <laughs> so the Rams, the people that took the Rams plus one and a half won that game. Right. By one by half by a point. half a point. How do they? That's amazing. There are time travelers. Yeah. It's, it's, someone got Marty McFly's. <laughs> book and back to the future and they know the outcome of the games before they even start the other local uh division uh local um big college game is uh the west virginia mountaineers are hosting texas and texas comes in as the 11th ranked team in the country so that's going to be a tough ask for well it for is west virginia and if texas gets a lead yeah they're it's over because they can't throw the ball. West right. Virginia can't throw the ball. Right. So this is two home games in a row for the Mountaineers. They're hosting the Longhorns today at 3:30. Next week they host Iowa State and then the um and then the week after that it's off to Norman to play the number 6 Oklahoma Sooners. So uh, and Jalen Hurts. So that's going to be um and I I I've, I've said from the beginning I think West Virginia eventually ought to be looking to see if they can get to the ACC. I think the Big 12 was a tough, tough ask for that university. Um, their road games are just far, far distant 
travel for the team, and they just it just doesn't they just don't seem to fit within that conference. I think West Virginia would have been a better fit in the ACC when they expanded and picked up you know Pitt and Syracuse and those old uh, those old Big East teams. Yeah, well, again, college football. Why, why do we like it? Because they're twenty year old kids, eighteen to twenty two year old kids. They don't play the same week after week. They're not pros. That's what we like about it. You don't know. So there are some very obvious games that don't work out. Yeah. Very, very rarely in college does a game go totally opposite of what you think it's going to do. Um, well, but, but usually when that happens on those rare occasions, it happens at the beginning of the season, and one right, of those teams right. was not what you thought it was, and, and that plays out for high. the rest of the year. So, for example, I think one of those – we could have had one of those this year, although the team they got slaughtered by was is legit, and that's Michigan. <laughs> I, you know, Michigan got their asses handed to them, but I but think they almost their... they almost lost to Army. I was gonna say they should have lost. To they should have lost to Army. Army so. was one of those teams that ran the ball down their throats all game until overtime they tried to throw it. Right, and they lost the game because right. they got sacked and fumbled. Right. Um, I'm gonna tell you right now. I think they they could be very much in trouble. Oh, I think Michigan's definitely in trouble. And I wonder if Harbaugh's in trouble. I wonder if his seat is going to start getting a little bit warm, especially if he loses to Ohio State again, which he is. I mean, they are not – they're not – the way that they're constructed right now and the way they're playing right now, they are not beating Ohio State. Just mark Agreed. it down. Mark it down. Um, and probably not beating Penn State. They're probably – they'll. I they'll, don't know I, about that. I think they'll lose in Happy Valley. I'm a, you know I'm a Penn State fan, but I think but, they're so overrated. Their offensive line is horrible. They can't pick up a stunt. They haven't since James Franklin took over picked up a stunt for the defense. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they look good against Maryland. Right. Who the hell's Maryland? Didn't they lose to Temple or Rutgers? Which one beat them? I think. I don't know which one <laughs> it was, but the, uh, they're no good. And I think Purdue's no good, but they're better than Maryland. So, um, for you, if you're telling me that very rarely does a team – come out and blow people out like two weeks in a row like 52 they Penn State won like 52 nothing against 50, Maryland. 50, 59 to nothing and right. Maryland the week before lost to Temple yeah so who are they yeah. big deal so now the spread of all of a sudden if you're a betting man against a Purdue team mm-hmm. is now up to like say it's 30 whatever it's close to 30 right just because they won 59 nothing means nothing well and here here's a battle of the Titans that's happening today Maryland goes to Rutgers so that ought to be that's going to set football be a, back about five years. Barn burner. There's not but, even people at Rutgers going to that this, game. This is, what, this is what's so fascinating about college football. Opening weekend, Maryland beats a ranked Syracuse team 63-20. to 20. So everybody's like, Damn, well, we thought Syracuse was We thought good. Syracuse was going to be good. They were ranked, you know, and, and you know what? After a few weeks, we're finding out Syracuse isn't that good. I'm beating anybody. Clemson went in and just laid the wood to them. Well, nobody. They haven't beaten anybody. But but again, the reason we love college football, last week I was riveted to that Clemson-North Carolina game. What a great ending. Great, great football game. Great ending, great atmosphere. For those of you that missed it, uh, and you probably didn't by now because it's been a week, but North Carolina went for two on the final play of the game. Great call. That would have. Yeah, I mean, and you know who the coach is, Mac Brown. Mac Brown, right. So he's making some inway there at North Carolina. But he went for two uh, to win the game, beat Clemson. Uh, they did like an option rollout to the right. Yeah, which, they should have given uh, him the option to pass. We I, which was uh, he could have ran it or pitched it. But either way, they strung it out. Yeah. Um, so, now, if it would have worked, he's a genius. But I would have liked the, I liked the rollout to get him out of the pocket. But I would have liked to see a tight end at least on a pattern across the middle or something. Do you think the the Philly or Pitt special would have won? Would it would have gotten it? Going to gotten it done? Well, it's worked every time I've seen it. <laughs> I've never seen anybody run it that didn't work. I think Pitt used it. Didn't Pitt use it to beat Pitt, Pitt UCF? Pitt, Pitt beat UCF. Yeah, I threw it to, threw it to Pickett in the end zone. Yeah, I mean, it didn't look as pretty as the Super Bowl. Who cared? And it worked. Foles did it. But, I've never uh, seen anybody not. Well, the one time, remember they overthrew Brady in the Super Bowl. I think it was. Well, that but it wasn't by the end zone. It was like no, no, it was, was like over on the sideline. That was a seventy yard. That would have been a seventy yarder. Well, uh, Brady runs a forty in about six three, yeah. so they'd have caught him pretty quick. <laughs> he looked like, but the, it was a first down. He looked like the little kid trying to catch a ball, and it just like fell through his arms. <laughs> yeah, 
What are you going to do? Yell at the running back for a bad pass? I mean, yeah. he led him a little too far. But honestly, um, what would have happened if he had caught it and someone was coming up to tackle? Well, him he'd and have they, ducked. He'd have went out of bounds. Well, but I mean, if somebody actually touched him and tackled him, would it have been a penalty? No, nope, because he's not a quarterback. Yeah, but still, it's Tom Brady. Well, maybe. Remember that official this year? You know, he told got, him to get up. Don't touch guys, him. He's like, stay off, Tom. Yeah. Stay off it. Like, well, all I did was touch him. He, just, he the ball was still in his hands, and they threw a flag on Doesn't the guy. Doesn't matter. Doesn't like, no, matter. No, 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 that's, that's the NFL. Touch, don't touch Tom. Too don't much money, him. baby. Yep. Too much money. Yeah. So yeah, uh, great day. Call. I mean, uh, you know, great day of college football ending tonight with Pitt and Duke. I can't wait to see uh, Auburn and Florida. That's going to be a good one. Um, and we'll see how the local teams uh, come out when we talk next week. Uh, see how. Yeah, we'll do another coming. one here shortly because it's been a week since the last one did work very well. And we tried to remove it, um, so no one had the had to listen pain to that, of listening to it. But we can't even that, take it down. Listening to that garbage. So this will be this will be on there as well. Uh, a lot of it's a repeat for anyone. We'll that do. Did we'll do. do we'll call it nine B. Like episode nine B. Yeah. <laughs> and and again. Um, uh, please leave comments, uh, any questions, whether you like it, you don't like something we said, you disagree, Facebook, Twitter, yep. uh, SoundCloud. Let us know. What else there? Where Let else us is know. There? SoundCloud, iTunes. Oh, yeah, iTunes. You know, I and, forget, uh, always forget about iTunes because I don't have an account. Um, so since we talked last. Um, you mean like 30 seconds ago? Well, Penguins and. Penguins begin. Oh, yeah, let's do a quick segment on hockey. Let's do a Penguins are the same team that lost to the Islanders. Yeah, they looked exactly <laughs> the same. But the Sabres, if it wasn't for Matt Murray, that's like an 8-1 to one game. Well, you know. when I say they're the same team, how many odd man rushes did they give up uh, again? I know it's one game of 82. There's eighty. They could still go 81-1. and one. I get it. God, that was horrible. Oh, it was just awful. I mean, every time the ball goes into their zone and they try to, to pack it in there uh, and just trap people in the zone the teams are getting it out and skating right by him and it's three on and two jack it's two johnson. on one and, and jack, jack johnson, johnson looks old awful oh my i mean i i like jack johnson but it's dude it's time to hang up the skates man i, it's, I don't it's think he's time. that bad but I, I listened to uh the super genius mark madden yeah uh the other day and he he does know his hockey he's rude bastard uh but he does he does he I treats s- callers like shit but I, s- I saw him at a concert this past year by the <laughs> yeah way. He uh, he does know his hockey, mm-hmm. um, and he was talking about how the reason why Jack Johnson shouldn't play is not not because of one bad game, but because it screws up the rest of the rotations. Okay. And he said if Jack Johnson's on the bench, then he can bring in uh, – what's his name? Uh, I think it begins with a K. I don't know hockey as well as you do. But anyway, yeah. one of the guys that comes in where the natural lines then line up where there are four good lines as opposed to when Jack Johnson's in there, the other guy doesn't get to play. It screws up. It screws up the screws natural. Up. Okay. The screws up the rotation. Lines. So they it have does. a better they have a better rotation if, if, he he was, play. if he wasn't playing. But nobody's trading for him. His contract's too high. He can't get rid of him. Well, uh GM Rutherford said, uh Jim Rutherford said, you know, he, he that it was bad reporting or something like that or, or there was bad journalism that there was no truth in them trying to move Jack Johnson. I I don't think that's true. I that's think they lie. did I think they did try to move him. Well, again, um, what do you say if he's still on your team at the beginning of the year? And I found it really, really interesting at the beginning of this season that they decided to go with Tristan Jari as their backup, yeah, me too. As their backup uh, goaltender. Yeah, and totally let agree. Smith. L- l- lucky for them, nobody picked up DeSmith off waivers. So he's in So he's he's in he's, Indy. he's in no, he's in um Wilkesbury. Wilkesbury. He's yeah. in Wilkesbury. But now now that I drive all the way out to Wilkesbury on a regular basis, I might have to go out and catch a might have to catch a game if I got an overnight out there. But yeah, I, I was kind of surprised by that. And then, you know, I, I hear the report later that it was there was a salary cap move. So maybe what they were thinking was I, I they had to get under the cap, and that was a way that they could get under the cap. And then he's they I I guess they didn't have an option to ship him back. So they had to expose They him had to, to go waivers. through waivers. They had to go through waivers. But yeah. when's the last time you were impressed with Jari? You know what? It's it's really, really interesting because they they um I remember when Jari was oh he was high up. yeah they they was thought, high on their list they thought like Jari was better than Murray I mean seriously they that's how they that's how they looked at it. they thought he was a better goaltender and you know he always he plays well in the minors yeah but then um, he's like he's like he's, like pirate, he's like pirates pitching yeah you know he comes up from the it minors be a quad, he's a quad A player because right. he's good in AAA and he's no good in the major or, or the the big leagues but. Uh, we'll see. Maybe he, maybe he gets it. They don't like DeSmith simply because of his size. 
He's, he's small. small. Yeah. And, you know, I told you before, if I was a GM of a hockey league team, I'd go get a sumo wrestler. And I would just, <laughs> just plop park, him, park him in front of the net. Don't move. Don't, I don't care. I'll give you a glove and a mask and a stick, but you don't need to use it. Right. Just sit there. Big right. fat guy, 500-pounder. Go <laughs> ahead. Get it in. You better get some rebounds. Um, I just the round, the, the round mound of rebound. Yeah, those nets playing, are playing hockey. Nets are not big enough. You put a sumo wrestler in goal, and you know, nobody nobody likes that idea. But well, I'm it's a long you, a season. It's an 82 game season. Uh, the Penguins actually up next. I think tonight uh, they play. Uh, they play tonight. They play yeah. Columbus at home. So um, we'll see. I, you know, and, and then I begin to wonder. My college football drinking buddy's going to the game tonight, so he's not joining me today. <laughs> I I begin to wonder though. Do you think do you think Sullivan makes it through the year if they continue to not, struggle? Not if they do this because okay. it's one of two things. Um they're not the his message is on deaf ears. Right. Which they've just been there too long. Right. I do like him. I think he's a great coach. Yeah, but um, but this is hockey coaching. He's also stubborn. Yeah, but hockey I think they just what what's the average but like like even for successful ones like 6 years on well, average, whenever the you know, whenever the Penguins have made a change, it's because the message was no longer being stale. listened to. Right. Um, you can go back, whatever, and then when they make a change, they play really well. Yeah. For a while. For a while. A new message, a new dumping, and right. then again, it it falls on deaf ears. Bilesma came in like oh, mid mid season. They won. The, they won the Stanley Cup. But he was really good at Wilkesbury too. Yeah, but but still, it's it's just. And I, I think I a lot of it is. A new coach will come up and it'll take other teams. They don't have tape. They don't know what he's doing. They don't like his system. Whatever he's doing, it takes a while for them to figure it out. And right. I think a lot of the teams, because of the success that Sullivan's had, I think they get it. That's why they're all getting these odd man rushes. I think even the what was interesting after the game, you could hear the frustration of Malkin after the game. Like they finally. interviewed him. Yeah, and he, I mean, he just, finally, he, he said some, something. He said he 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 said it. He, you know, and he was. He was definitely, I mean, for for somebody to be that upset after the first game, you know, that. Well, and I think he finally, how old is he? 72 now? But he finally became a leader. Um, he would have never talked about that in the locker room after one game before. Maybe Sid would have. Yeah. But I like but the even fact that Sid he's. Sid would have, like, finessed it a little yeah. bit. Maybe it was, you know, maybe it was the language barrier, but. Um, I don't know, but I like the way Malkin spoke up. I mean, yeah, I agree. And I, think I agree. There's a couple. They have a couple new lineups. They got rid of some guys that that Penguin fans loved. Um, and no matter what they do, what they do, right? If this is not successful, people say, "Well, it's because you got rid of this guy, or it's because you got rid of this guy." Right. Um, I like the new lineup. I like the lines. I I don't. The only one thing Sullivan does I don't like is he mixes the lines up a lot. Right. He's call, he's always tampering, you know, always fidgeting, always with the lines. tampering, right? Uh, and half the time he has a healthy scratch, a guy that just had a great game, right? He'll sit him the next game. Now I don't right. know if Jack Johnson's going to start tonight. I, he's going to play I, regardless. I did, I did read that in the um, during practice this week, he was kind of like the floating defenseman, like he wasn't on a line. He Let's was see just if like kind of producer like, can pull up the Penguins roster. Okay, while we're you're talking about it, but um, I think what the Pittsburgh's going to have – I like their power play. And last year they were in the top – I think they were like – I think they were in the top 10 of, of scoring goals and power plays without looking at the top of my head. They were like 25%, which is good. Right. That's actually really good. So your your defenseman – your who do you want? The defenseman. The defenseman. So you've got uh, Brian Dumoulin, um, Erica Branson, Jack Johnson, Chris Letang, uh, John Marino – Marcus Pedersen, uh, Juso right. Ricola, Chad Ruedel, and Justin Schultz. Okay, I Ricola. Yeah, that's the guy I think that's going to play instead of Johnson. Okay, um, I couldn't think of his name, and uh, I think that guy who's played well in spurts needs to. They need to put him in a lineup for a month, mm -hmm. three weeks, to mm -hmm. see if he can handle being a starter. Because I think they're better with him in there. Okay, than Jack Johnson. Uh, the other names are good. Yeah, I think they have they're good defensemen. Jack Johnson would probably be your worst one, but he's also starting. Right. Um, right. But again, he's been in the league a long time, and he's. I don't think honestly, if you watch the games, I certainly don't think he lost it for him. Right. Um, I think he has lost a step, um, if he ever had one, speed wise. But I don't think he's as bad as he's getting 
he seems to shoulder all the blame. Right. He's the it's one. Him. He's the one that the Malkin the, still takes, takes the, the puck over the blue line and stops, uh, waiting for people to follow him up. Um, he always throws about six passes to the other team inside their zone. Uh, right. He's a horrible passer. Right. Has a lot of turnovers. Uh, but he's so gifted in other ways. You got to play him, obviously. Right. Um, now you know, and I, I'll be the first to admit it. I was. You, I told you last year I would have traded Malkin two years ago. Right. Now three. This will be the third year. <laughs> right. Because you, he's never been as high. His value is never high, as it has been. Right. Oh yeah, he got a hundred points. I know he did. He also gave up fifty. Right. The way he throw turns the puck over. Right. Is so infuriating. Um, and who was the defense? Was it? Uh, Benimo, Bonomo? Benino. Remember Benino Nick, who? Nick Benino, yeah. The guy that's famous for at the end of a game, you're up by a goal and the other team pulls the goalie and he gets the puck and ices it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? The play, the, just You don't ice it in that situation. The faceoff comes back into the zone. He did it like five times. Benino, Benino though, will always be famous for that uh, overtime winning uh, goal against the Washington Capitals. And he didn't and, score and, a lot of and, goals and, and, either. No, but he was he was really good. He was he was except he was he, stupid. Well, but, always. But you know what? He was a great, but he was a great shot blocker. Maybe that's he why was. he's stupid. I think he's stupid. He likes, it didn't hurt. He likes getting in front of a <laughs> yeah. ninety-five mile per hour puck coming at you. But he did uh, block a lot of shots. Well, that that actually was what uh, knocked him out of the last time the Penguins won won the Stanley Cup against the yeah. Nashville Predators. He did. He fractured him. his ankle. Yeah. And I'll just never forget after they won the cup, he. They shot him up with painkiller. Oh, he, he was went out, out there. there and he was carrying the cup around. And they were asking him about. It. He's like, oh, I, I got to get off of here. <laughs> just yeah, me. yeah. I had to come out because we won the cup, but I can't do it anymore. Um, yeah, but he was furiating. But I, I, I get very perturbed watching Malkin turn the ball right, over, turn the puck, turn over. the puck over. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, I think they're going to be good. I think they're a playoff team. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. we'll see. Everybody makes the playoffs pretty much. Uh, did you yeah. see? Did you see? Did you see? My Flyers uh, didn't last yeah. year. Wow, that's true. Phil Kessel had an assist in his debut with the uh, with the Arizona. That's so okay. With the, with the Phoenix Coyotes. Phil Kessel so. will score seventy points. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's a. You know. He just. He hey, doesn't pass. Got, the, he's a human. The rain delay we with got, the puck. We got two Stanley Cups out of him. That's right. So and good. Hey. Kiss, kiss him goodbye. He's yeah. not a Hall of Famer. Mm. He was good in Pittsburgh for a couple of years. Thank right. you, but he's not the savior. He was the first guy I had in mind when I said people were mad, people left. Fans okay, are mad. Yeah. Oh, Kessel's Kessel. the guy that everyone says we should have kept Kessel. We should have. He's okay. We got he won a couple of them. That's great. Yeah, but he's a rain delay with the puck. When he goes, he when won't he goes shoot. through a dr- when he goes through a scoring drought, it's a scoring drought because like he won't shoot. Right. He keeps the puck on his stick until there's three guys around him. Yeah. And then he tries to hit one. Now, it's good, okay if Sid's got some space. Oh, sure. Because he'll go through three guys on his own. Right. But Kessel keeps the puck on his stick, and he doesn't shoot. Even on the power play, he would get the puck and hold it. Right. You, you don't And he has hold. a great shot. It's the guy like has basket, a great it's shot. It's like basketball. You don't dribble against the press. How you know many what times? else you don't? You don't hold the puck on a power play. No. You move you, it. You, you move it, but you also get the puck on net because you never know what can happen. And there's you guys in never front. never know. Yeah, the puck can bounce off of three different legs and go into the net. You just or don't know. You, or if you get a guy running in between there, right. goalie doesn't even see it half the time. Right, right. You get some big dudes in hockey. Yeah. So a six foot two guy is now six four on skates. Penguins, Penguins have a guy on their roster. Uh, well, Bukestad is 6'6". I love Bukestad. That Bukestad dude is 6'6". Mon- six, six. So he's 6'8 on skates. Gabranson is 6'5". Yep. You know, I mean, just some big, big dudes. Yeah, a couple guys that would have played guard in the <laughs> NFL. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yes, well, if you can believe it, it's been an hour. Good, because so, uh, I'm ready to watch some college watch football. Watch some college football. So, um Hey everybody again! Thank you very much for uh, for joining us. Sorry about the technical difficulties with the last uh, podcast. This one should be much much clearer, much much better. And, well, we uh, think. If not, we'll see it again tomorrow. We'll see you again tomorrow. We'll, we'll be back again here tomorrow. ruining everything else. <laughs> but I won't mind doing it tomorrow because I don't care about watching the NFL anymore. I'm um, still working on some interviews. Yeah, we're still um, trying to get some interviews together. So stay tuned for that. And um, remember, give us a like on iTunes on SoundCloud. Um, yeah, we're, get, we're getting Twitter. a lot of listens. Nobody's yeah. hitting the like button. Like buttons, please. Yeah, please. Like. Um, also, uh, check us out on Twitter and Facebook. Please give us your opinions, maybe some topics you want us to talk about. I'd love to see someone on Facebook write down after they listen to it. You guys don't know your ass from a hole in the ground. Well, they, it's probably a given. Or 
probably give Hey, you know what? I agree <laughs> with this topic. I disagree with this topic. Any type of back and forth will help us uh, help the page. Right. Um, more people see it as we get as we get some uh, stuff. We do post some stuff from other retweets and stuff. Yeah, right. From the pirates, uh, from pit football sometimes. Um, so please uh, keep listening and uh, make some comments. Do do whatever you got to do to let us know you're out there. Please. Yep. Let us know how we're doing. Until next time. Thanks everybody. See ya. Bye.